spoken lately. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I have a dream that at moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I have dreamed waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass for more years than I could dream of memory. I haven't walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins, where it all came from, since I held up that cape for the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Ambien's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional material. Spoken Label Hi, it's Ambien from Spoken Label. Thank you today for streaming or downloading another episode of Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up on beginning of the 2016 and as of speaking has currently nearly 300 sessions. The full archive is available on Spoken Label full stop bandcamp.com although it is available for free for stream and download if you wish I am always grateful for any sort of kind of donation to enable me to keep the running costs this podcast going. And enjoy. Take care. Bye-bye. Spoken Label. Hi, guys. Andy N. Spoken Label. Back in the house on a Tuesday evening. We're over today to a family local, actually, and I met this young gentleman relatively recently, back in January, over at Word Central. And he then read for us at Speakeasy in February. I'm hoping to get him back again soon. Now, Scott, obviously, if people don't know you then, do you want to first of all introduce yourself to everybody? Tell them obviously uh, where you, who you are, where you came from, and what started off your creativity. We'll start from there. Yeah, no worries. Um, so, yeah, hello, I'm Scott. Um, I was uh, actually moved around quite a lot as a kid, but born Milton Keynes way and then kind of grew up in, in Stafford, um, which is, I guess, my hometown. Uh, and then, yeah, so I mean, as, my, as far as my creative journey started when I was um, probably growing up in, in stuff at that time, uh, actually my first instrument was was the bagpipes. So I kind oh, of, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. I had a, bit of a, a bit of a strange upbringing into, um, into kind of music and creativity. Um, so that, that was, yeah, so I was kind of about probably 12, 13, something like that, uh, and used to play in a pipe band. Uh, so we used to do sort of, you know, all these military marches and stuff and... I used to do solo bits, play sort of weddings, funerals, and all, all this sort of thing. Um, so that that was kind of my first uh, creative spur, I suppose. Uh, which you know, obviously, to my peers was wildly different. <laughs> you know, yeah, somewhat, somewhat. What you told, what you told me, what you did afterwards. That's, that's, that's certainly. Where did the bagpipes come from, then? Um, so I went to Scotland when I was, uh, I don't know, probably about seven, eight, something like that. And we saw one of the mini tattoos in Dumfries and Galloway and uh, sort of said, you know, had the idea. I was like, oh, I want to do, want to do that one day. Um, so started, uh, you know, a young age on something called the Northumbrian pipe. So they use bellows rather than um, sort of y- y- your lungs to inflate the bag. Uh, and then as I got a bit older, kind of progressed onto like, the Highland pipes, which are the traditional bagpipes that you see. Um, you know, in Scotland, you know, you, you, you staple bagpipes, I suppose. Um, but yeah, so that, that was kind of my first first inkling into music. Um, and then not long after that, um, probably around the same age, 13, 14, I'd start playing the guitar. And then uh, doing sort of singer-songwriter bits. So I think, obviously, ly- lyrically, and that, that sort of content was 
where I started formulating the kind of love for words, really. Um, right, right, yeah. yeah. That's why I couldn't. Have, I would have thought I would have found it more interesting. You had to learn how you love the words came from playing the bagpipes. So I was like, you know, that would have been like one extreme to the other because my yeah, my, yeah. my family and my dad's side is Scottish. So oh, really? yeah. So um, I've I've grown up with bagpipe music and I I've got the lungs to play it. But my dad used to and dad does and still and does play it all the time. This day he does so. It's like every time oh, I go wow. and see him, yeah, that backpack music going on. So yeah, and I'm I'm used to that. That's brilliant. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, so I, I mean, a few few and far between down these ends, and uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, I used to busk and stuff on Market Street every now and again, and things. Was that was, was that your singer songwriter stuff or your backpipes? No, well, a bit, a bit of both, really. Was it really? Um, oh wow! Yeah, wow. yeah. Every now and again. So, um, but yeah, they, I mean, unfortunately, years of uh, drinking and smoking and stuff have not been too kind. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair play, yeah. play there, mate. Yeah, it does tend yeah. to. I think anyone's interested in bagpipes, you've got to have, and you say you'd agree with you, you've got to have quite strong lungs, haven't you? Because it's a difficult yes. instrument yeah, yeah. to play, that for sure. So, that's why. Absolutely, oh, yeah. No, what's it else? That's it. Backtracking anyway, obviously, I know you went and did singer-songwriter stuff then. And you, you're involved yes. in, after you came to... Was it, was it in Manchester when you were with your band for a couple of years? Yeah, so I was um, I was in a band before that that I, I made called Newspeak, uh, which you'll know from, you know, the language of George Orwell, uh, etc. Um, but yeah, so so that, that was kind of my first band when I was 14, 15, maybe. Um, with, with a couple of lads I used to, you know, knock around with at school and we used to practice up at my mum's um so we had like a little shed that was kind of semi semi soundproof um and managed to get like a little drum kit in there and stuff and uh, we, we only ever played one gig but it was it was good um at the grapes and then yeah when i moved to manchester um studied music uh, well i went to college first and then studied music in, in salford costa salford as we said <laughs> um but yeah yeah salford uni uh, which was fantastic, you know, it was all kind of state-of-the-art studios and stuff and kind of really got my teeth into it. Uh, more so in my second and third year. I think first year was uh, <laughs> getting to know the city, should we say? I think that's the PC term. That, uh... Uh, well, I wonder, when I stood at the Bolton, the words were getting pissed as many pup as you could, basically. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, well, there you go. that's exactly what it is, yeah. <laughs> I think things have not changed then. <laughs> yeah, things don't, things don't change, mate. I, I went as mature students, so I said, but yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. That's where things don't change, definitely. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I got really good at pool, so, you know, I suppose that's something. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, mate. Oh, good, okay, then. So, obviously, like I said, obviously, then you've had, obviously, as bands do sometimes, it faded, it faded away after time, didn't it, really? So, that's and it, obviously, yeah. and then we're, we're at where we are now, really, aren't we, I suppose? Yeah, I mean, it was, um, so the band was in, uh, uni-wise, was uh, Velvet Shakes. Um, still, you know, music on Spotify and stuff for, you know, wherever you, you want to find it. Um, but yeah, we, we, um, we were doing pretty well. It was the year just before COVID kicked off and stuff, and we got picked to play a couple of festivals and things, and looked like things were shaping up to, to kind of do quite well. And then, uh, obviously, pandemic and things, and, you know, it was obviously very, very difficult to maintain. And our, our kind of bassist um, uh, ended up sort of moving to Kenya for a while, and obviously it's a bit of a commute for practice. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> Slight, slightly there, isn't slightly, it? Still, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I, it just didn't feel right continuing sort of without him and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, it, we, we all came to the mutual decision that it's probably run its course, uh, which was a hard thing for all of us really because it, it was you know a very much a kind of family unit for, for all of, a lot of us really um we're all 
kind of got a lot of issues with you know mental health and, and families and all the rest of it as, as everyone does and that was kind of a safe space for us to exist and you know make make art together really so it was it was quite a difficult thing quite a difficult decision for all of us I think um, but again you know I, I wouldn't have necessarily put my energies into doing what I'm doing now and writing more poetry and, and making music of my own volition you know um, because before we started recording, you know, we were having a little chat about, um, the, you know, that, that sort of fact of, of when you're in that sort of band environment and everything's, you know, it's a couple of gigs every week and you're practicing as much as you can, it's hard to kind of take yourself away from that and question sort of what you want or what your motives are, I guess. Um, yeah. So it's not nice to have no. a bit of breathing space, I suppose. Yeah, you can kind of calm down time a couple of you, I mean, you do, because I've done like a full, what, been in three full-time bands over the years and you're right it's it's a pressure pressure cooker sometimes and yeah. it's like i mean yeah if you don't become a family you end up even want to, you end up want to kill each other by the end of it and i've been through that before now <laughs> so <laughs> yeah no, yeah i agree yeah. i agree with you completely what you said there so obviously now like i said what you you now moved on to the spoken word circuit really haven't you so that the two times I've seen you, and I know you've done other, other slots as well, where you've gone into what we probably think is more flash fiction way. So, so tell us about the difference from that then, from your, your singer-songwriting work. Um, I think, I think I've, I've, I've developed like a real fascination with um, sort of wordplay and, and oh, sorry, email coming in there. Um, yeah, word, wordplay and just, just how things fit together. Um, I mean, my, my sort of style, I suppose, is like a, a stream of consciousness sort of, if I feel it, I write it and it just kind of flows in that way. And then I'll go back and, you know, edit it and, and sort of readjust things and if, if necessary. Um, but I like it to be sort of quite, quite off the cuff, quite raw and quite, I don't know, relatable, I suppose, and unchanged. Um, but, but yeah, and so I, I'm very, very new to, to the spoken word side of things. And it, it's a very different, you know, beast when you're with three other members on the stage than it is when you're on your own, you know. So I remember that first gig that you saw me at, I was, I was bricking it, you know. <laughs> it was pretty... Oh, were you? Spoke, oh, well. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those two times I've seen you, I didn't get you nervous at all, there, don't you? But I think it prob you probably got a factor, really, with, obviously, we've we've, we've been on stage before the stage presence, I think it, when you get over the fact it's just you now on stage instead of four, four of you, I suppose it, the dynamics yeah. are different, aren't they? So Definitely, nothing to hide behind and uh, no music, you know. And I think I spoke at a million miles an hour at that, that first kick as uh, <laughs> I got through it. And um, But yeah, I, but I, you know, I, I really, it feels like it's my achievement and my work and my kind of... Um, heart and soul that's that's in this now so it is a very different dynamic uh and i find i find it hard to get the drive sometimes um to give myself a kick up the arse to actually <laughs> knuckle down and get stuff going there's been a lot of good tv on recently you know I, I, it's, it's not my fault <laughs> <laughs> do it, what you should do what you should do once it's got and i tell everyone yeah. this is get rid of it. And that way then, like, um, when I come home from work, me and the wife, obviously, yeah. we will perhaps watch something on, say, Prime or something on Netflix for half an hour before yeah. we were having our dead tea. And then we're both cracking on with bits and pieces all night long then. So and that's why our creativity is probably sky high sometimes, because, like, it's, that's what we tell people, that's what we do. So, like, I think it's a habit. Do you think it is the dangerous ground when you get into, uh, turn your TV on something? You can you sit there all night, can't you, if you're not careful? Yeah. 
Oh, easily, easily, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, but that, yeah, that's that's something that I mean, my productivity is not the greatest at the moment. So, <laughs> I'm trying to address that. Um, but yeah, but like I say, it's obviously, obviously, it's still a very new thing for me, and I'm I'm doing things, but they're happening slowly um, at the moment, which is which is again a different thing than being in the fast lane of of band stuff and trying to gig as much as possible and play everything all the time. Uh, and I'm quite enjoying that because it, gives, it does give me a bit of space to kind of actually reread things and, and edit things. Um, but I've done, I've done a few bits. Uh, I wrote like a little piece of poetry in one of my friends, um, Queer Design. Uh, so that was nice to actually get something published and, you know, have, have a tangible piece of material that has my work in it, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, of course. Yes, completely. Oh, excellent. So, so yeah. Yeah. So, no, I get clear of that. So I'm obviously like um start thinking obviously ahead now then because obviously like I said it's I, I, there's not a ton more we can ask because I think you're quite new to the poetry. Okay, I want people today to hear more of your work really. But I know you told yeah. me you've got a single on the way, haven't you, as a future project? That's right, yeah. So um one of the pieces I'm gonna um you know uh, recite today is called Captain Hindsight. Um so it's it's quite uh it's quite a strange thing at the moment for me because I don't know where my I don't know where the audience is or I don't know who will you know kind of relate to that but what I've been trying to do is put the spoken word more to music and kind of make that bridge and and mesh those things together um so yeah the piece is mainly about you know my uh, kind of struggles with my mental health uh hindsight being a beautiful thing as it is um you know things that I've maybe not looked at properly or glazed over or this is this is a, written at a point in my life where I was kind of doing a lot of um, recreational things uh, that I probably shouldn't have been doing. <laughs> All I'm going to say today is whoops. <laughs> yeah, whoops indeed, whoops indeed. But I mean, that's again been another part of my journey. Um, so I've been sober now, completely stone cold for coming off for nine months. So that that's that's a good start, mate. That's a good start. That, uh, yeah. Mate, yeah, it's like it was. Um, I, I, I've not told you this before, actually, but I, I've well, I've barely drunk for just over 10 years now because I became diabetic mm. when I was 38, and right. I probably overdid it with the drinking and the party. And truth be told, you that's why and it's yeah. it, but the body reacted. And I think sometimes you get to the stage, don't you, where you've got to know when to stop, basically. Well, that's it, yeah, yeah, and I, I you know, I got myself in, in quite a quite a big hole, and there was only really kind of two options, um, and I think I chose the right one, you know, and it, it's been very difficult. Every day is very difficult, but you know, especially considering you know, twenty twenty six, and it's what all of my mates do, and the music industry as it is is a very kind of, you know, uh, a bit of a boiling pot for that sort of thing. Um, so it's been hard to kind of take myself completely out of that and lost people that I thought were my friends and, you know, feel very isolated at times. But I know what I'm building and what I'm working on now. I wouldn't be doing if I was still of that lifestyle, you know, and I think that's worth more to me um, is, is knowing what I'm doing is, is proactive and it's actually filling me with, with a lot of joy and, you know, rather than kind of 
I, I can see an end now. <laughs> or I no, can that's see good. a future. No, that's that's yeah. a good thing. That's a good thing that mate, because I it's yeah. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to get into the preaching game. I know I know you you're not that type of lad either. But certainly like it's I think sometimes if you learn to walk away from that side of things, it focuses you more sometimes. And yeah. I, I just give you that probably the focus on it, apart from when, when you're in the day job. <laughs> like then you can sit down yeah. after work, aren't you? And like and start thinking, well, how about this and how about that? Yeah, yeah. And I've not yeah. got that cloudy mind as such anymore, you know. I think I think probably the opposite. So I'm not sleeping, but <laughs> I've got so many ideas. <laughs> oh, well, it's my I don't sleep. I, I sleep about four hours a night. So yeah. Said, yeah. So I know I know exactly what you mean with that, that one. Definitely not cracked that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said, mate, I'm 49 now and I've not I've not cracked the game of sleep yet. <laughs> and um, to be honest, your Amanda's even worse, but I, I, that's her story. Um, I want to ask you, obviously, before we wrap up then, obviously, with your single come, getting ready for coming out, um, mm. what's your studio set up like for it then? Have you been having like, certain instruments on this, have you? Or have you been using that sort of programmes for it, have you? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm pretty good with uh, Logic. Um, so I've, I've just done it DIY all, all at home. So all the guitars recorded just through my interface um, and then... Yeah, mic mic'd up at home, just in my bedroom, um, which is how we did all of the band stuff for one, one single. Um, we just did it DIY, just in uh, my mate Josh's, <laughs> Josh's front room. Um, but I like working that way, you know, some way you feel comfortable and with with obviously software the way it is now and with the hardware, you can you can basically create a studio in your, in your own room. Um, so it's, it's been fairly, fairly easy in terms of the setup i haven't had to go and book out any studios and or anything or you know i can kind of do it all all on my own good yeah i think that's what good thing is nowadays and like i said it's like you were noticed when you're in the being your band as a band before as well it's the way things are going nowadays you can easily do things in your own bedroom can't you yeah or perhaps like send the track over to you say a friend of yours over what by that's the internet it, yeah. and get master it for you or putting extra instruments on it yeah I've done that myself with bits and pieces, and it's, it's good fun. And that's exactly what, what's happened with this one. So Josh, who, who was the front man and, uh, you know, uh, lead for Velvet Shakes, he, he's still making music, he'll still produce, and we're still really good friends. And, you know, I went over to see him, and he said, yeah, yeah, let me let me have a play with it. Because, I mean, some of it is very over my head. The mastering side of things, I have no idea. You know, um, I don't believe that it really exists. I think it's just something that producers say to make them seem... <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no comment there. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> right, I said no. I've got I've got I've got I know, I know producers and masters. They all say the same thing to me. Oh, you've got to have it done. And I thought, well, I'm wondering if sometimes, honestly, whether I'm going to a bit tone deaf as I get older. <laughs> or like you said, they're just talking couplers, aren't they? <laughs> this is it. This is it. <laughs> No, no, don't want to disrespect any mastering, but you know he's, no, he's done no. a very, very good job. But <laughs> no, cool. Now, obviously, but, yeah. like obviously. Um, like obviously the track's not ready for release yet. I know it's not. So obviously, if people want to find out more about you, Scott, where are the best going in the meantime? Um, I mean, I've got a new-ish Instagram page that I'm going to keep all of my um, sort of creative pursuits on, um, which is uh, at Hill Scott Heron. Um, oh, well, right, yeah, the- yeah, yeah. You thought you yeah. followed them. I followed that Speak Easy page before. And I thought I was wondering if that was you actually. <laughs> <laughs> I did, yeah, yeah. So that that's going to be, I guess, the, the the kind of core of all the creative stuff is going to be on there. Uh, so a little homage to Gil Scott Heron, obviously, um, you know, poets and uh, musicians. So, um, but yeah, other than that, Scott Hillgrim is another Instagram account that's personal stuff. But I'm hoping to get everything out 
Bandcamp slash Spotify, you know, all, all the usual streaming sites and things uh, um, as, as this kind of progresses, which is quite exciting, really. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, we'll, we'll be. we've got a good look. Definitely, all the rest of it's got definitely. So you got, if I think, obviously now you've got I'm not in the band. You've got time to have your fingers and lots of other pies, really, haven't you? So, no, I think it's not. Yeah. I think you've def, definitely got something. Like anyone sees you, you'll see that straight away with your pieces. They're really quite. I think they're really inter- interesting, vivid pieces. So, all the best to it, mate. So, so anyway, mate, right. What we're gonna do then? We'll take a quick break. Let you get composers and. We'll be back in a few minutes and Scott's has a couple pieces for us. I'm looking forward to this. So see you all in a bit. Spoken label. Hi guys. Yes. We are still here. Spoken label. Over to the wonderful Scott Hill is going to do, I believe, two of his pieces for us. Over to you, mate. Thank you very much. Uh, so yeah, this first one is called Captain Hindsight. So this is the one that I've kind of uh, made into a track as well. Um, but yeah, so as I said before, it's kind of um, my little story about, you know, uh, where my head was at maybe a couple of years ago. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll, I'll continue. I feel about as enlightened as a black hole, devouring my essence and with it my presence, a pretense in present tense. Reprehension beguiled by tension. If vulnerability is the core of creativity, then why did I follow the rabbit? Surely vulnerability exists on the fringes of the warren, not down here, right at the bottom. Hello, old friend, I miss you not, for you constantly, consistently infiltrate and indoctrinate my mind in limbo with my limbic lobe. A space age bubonic plague becoming disengaged as ravaged now is my brain. A sewer rat seems cleaner than my thoughts. However, China proclaims it is indeed their year, so maybe those thoughts serve purpose here. Despair does not care for the now fair head, graciously charming with a newfound flair, but it's gone off and gone out, and they had only one left, typical. Stranded again in the old deep blue, Sinatra's eyes catastrophize and encapsulate how I feel inside, the foggiest day I've known. Born again is the vagabond and renegade of grief with narcissistic qualms of disbelief, with lips pursed tight round the chalky white stick. I draw you and draw from you my ill-disposed, juxtaposed, decomposing life source, killing me softly, contradicting my mortality. Early grave anon. Keep Starbucks for the five-star fucks. I can't afford a teabag. I've tried lifting shops, but their concrete blocks hold strong as ox for such a scrawny scumbag. And no, I wouldn't like a bag. The breadline bred my victimless crime as if tied to a lifeline on the edge of a knife. But I have nothing to cut but the story of my life. And action. Here we go again. All aboard the HMS Black Dog, Captain Hindsight at the helm, with shipmates General Waste and Private Browsing, reporting for duty. Thank you, Enya. Sail away we shall. I hope we'll come back soon, but only time will tell. Brilliant stuff. Where did that? Where, where did the inspiration of that piece come from, Scott? Um, so it was, a, it was a point where I was sort of very depressed, to be honest, um, and it was it was it was more so a piece about uh, my kind of disassociative tendencies and the fact that I was really had no money you know it was I was at a point where I was kind of bouncing a pound between bank accounts so I could use contactless for three or four days <laughs> oh bloody hell yeah. god um but yeah so it was, it was all kind of 
coming to a head. Um, but, you know, I, I never wanted to be at home because the home situation was really bad. And um, was just going out and, yeah, just, just going out a lot, far too much. So it's, it's kind of a reflection of what that was like, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, I got it's. You know, I think I can relate to that at that age, certainly. So that's great piece, man. Really, really good stuff. So, okay, I know you're going to do another piece for us now, aren't you, as well? Yeah. So I'll, I'll introduce one this one a little bit more. I think this is actually kind of the debut of this one being read. Um, so this is. I mean, I, I identify as a non-binary uh, queer person, and this is about kind of my coming of well, coming of age, coming of. Gage, uh, I, I don't know to phrase that. <laughs> <laughs> My queer out story, um, yeah. also you... had a fascination with, you know, uh, makeup and stuff growing up, but something that I repressed for many, 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 many years. Um, but yeah, but now is you know a part of every fibre of my being, and I kind of relish that. So, so yeah, this is called for as long as I can remember. So for as long as I can remember, I was fascinated by you, the simple ability to transform. Smoke and mirror for a smoky eye, cloak and dagger come evening time. Height of which I had not stature to possess, but with razor sharp elegance gave utmost prowess. A tug of war between tea girl and whore, but on which side do I fall? Unable to separate sex from sex, carousal arousal or nature versus nurture. Hiding in holidays, hoe hidden in plain sight, but old hallows night and I feel alive. Solely saddened and deeply compromised. Stocking suspenders and a sale synthetic wig, Y2K cropped up in a two-bit tartan mini. Adorned with faux mink, the stink of pink drink falls victim to pebble dash porcelain sink. Confide in me, your two for five wine, for I know how you feel inside. Because it's only for a laugh. It's only for a laugh. It's lonely for a laugh. Changing rooms full of boots and studs and studs in mud and blood and sweat and hurt and dirt, bruises, grazers, slaps on the back. You'll never fit into a room like that. But you're all getting fit and he's getting fit and oh shit, oh shit, steam room sauna's soon begun. But again, again, it's only a bit of fun. Sorry lads, I can't stay. Sunday dinner's on the way. I, I can't be late. She slaved all day. You must understand. You don't understand. The trip of peaks with freaks and geeks, cliques click, uh, and sneaks, queasy bus ride bleak. From cacophony of classmates came crescendo of convivial congregation. My subconscious subject, a dormant gestation, came to fruition without hesitation. Miss Anne Drogeny. Neon tights, panties over trousers, I'll wear your bra, you paint my eyelids. Banish the slug in my boxes while we slug boxes of wine. Put down simply to high school highs. You sat atop the beach dresser drawers, grandiose golden glass, a, a backdrop to behold. Max Factor marks the spot. Gold, silver, diamonds, rubies, pearls, an entire costume collection, courtesy of accessorize, precious only in the beholder's eyes. And why don't you try them on for size? I can't. Don't bow down to the forbidden fruit. You're reckless and worthless. They'll laugh at you. But the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But when I do bite, am I Adam or Eve? Sleeping beauty, unconscious still, the chicane of my brain renders me ill. Green-eyed ghoul rears its head but they're flawless and fanciful and so confident in bed. Flaunting femininity, bodacious butterfly, incessant tribulations yet never awry. Why can't I know which side I lie? Toss up the coin, heads or tails, queen or kingdom, Liz or lion. I choke on my own disposition. Cocaine to clarify cognition, 
I grapple with the rotten apple of my eye as shamed silken robes draw together my demise. For as long as I can remember, I've been unsatisfied by you. For as long as I can remember, I've lived untrue. Powerful, that's really, really powerful, that one, Scott, it is. It's um, I mean, good writing sometimes is, is when, uh, you know, there's two trains of thought, really, and your second one where I felt that piece then. It really felt like it was really straight from the heart. I think all good writing's got to be done to that sort of, some sort of level like that. How do you, do, what's your opinion on that? Do you agree with me on that, really? Thank you, Andy. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I do. Um, again, it, you know, it's something that I've, I've been kind of fraught with from, well, <laughs> for as long as I can remember. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's, it is, it is from the heart, you know, it's, it's real experiences, things that, um, you know, happened to me and shaped me and changed me in, in a lot of ways. And something that I'm still very, you know, recently kind of coming to grips with um, and give a lockdown. That was, that was a period of time where I did sit with myself and I, well, obviously I, everyone had to, you know, and, and kind of played with that idea and explored in a lot of new ways, um, you know, just that sense of self and who is Scott and who, who have I been, who do I want to be? All of these, you know, very ethereal questions. But you know, it, it it's something that I've, has been a part of me for forever, and it's nice that I can try and access that and and share and formulate it into something that's that's meaningful, and that I hope people will relate to. You know. Um, it's, it's never an easy journey, but I feel like I've, I'm kind of just starting to see the, the light at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think, you do, I think you do, don't you, sometimes? It's like, I, another thing I'm always believing as well is you've got to go through Padming to the ship before you get to the good stuff, really. Yeah. And that's why, like, in my case, that came along later on in life, but it's... I came to creativity later on, really. You started mm. being there right at the beginning, like it pushed yourself onwards. And I think you're at the stage now, and people will get with to see you live. I think you're at the point now where you just really started to expand your horizons. What I think you can can do as a person, your creativity. I really, I really appreciate that, Andy, because the last the last couple of weeks I've been uh, been struggling quite a bit, and. You know, I, I don't, you know, all artists go through that, that phase of, of um, you know, just imposter syndrome and oh. the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm never going to be good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm, nothing I'm doing is ever going to resonate or, you, you know, uh, and that's that's really where I've been the last couple of weeks. So I really, really appreciate you saying that. Yeah, let's be honest, like I said, is you get to say, I've been, what, performing, just, people will know this for pretty well close to 15 years and now mostly and it's like you can tell people i know what they're doing sometimes and it's then you see people like yourself where i can see what and i'm not leaving a hint of what you're going to do because it's your it's your journey but i can get a good idea of where which direction you're going to go and i think it's if you keep at it i think you've definitely got something i really do oh thank you that really really means a lot <laughs> yes i'm gonna make you blush now after it after you yeah, leave well, this I podcast am, yeah. now. <laughs> it's because you have the camera's not on actually Andy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, listen, mate, we're going to chat for a bit further. Anyways, I need to carry on with a few bits and pieces, podcast later with you off mic. Anyway, Scott, but it's been a pleasure to let me. It really has. 
So thank you so much for having me on and letting me, uh, you know, share share my work. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's keep at it, mate. Keep at it, mate. That's that, mate. I know. Well, I said forty. You're welcome to come on again when the second singles out, or maybe an album, even or a book. Oh, well, we shall see. We shall yeah. see. <laughs> yeah, the world's your oyster, as I would say. So, but anyway, this is it. This is it. The end of another spoken label session, guys. So, as Don Callis, formerly of Impact Wrestling, used to say, "Stay safe and stay over." And we will see you all next time. Spoken Label.